Live from Owings Mills, another Purple Report by WNST correspondent Luke Jones. John Harbaugh met with the media for a final look back at Saturday's win over Houston and a look ahead to Sunday's AFC Championship against Kansas City. Appreciate everybody being here. Uh, we are preparing for the Chiefs. First uh, conference championship game since 1971, I've been told. And uh, matter of fact, Jerry Sandusky told me that right after the game. So it was pretty cool to hear that from uh, Jerry. He was, I think he was probably about 10 years old when that happened, he said. His dad was the O-line coach, but uh, we're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. It's a, it's a huge challenge, playing a great football team, very talented, very well coached, uh, know how to win. They've been in these situations many times. I think they've been in the championship game. Maybe this is their sixth time in a row. So they've been here before. Uh, it'll be a big challenge for us. It's our first time with, with this team and these guys, uh, but we're up for the challenge and we're excited. What questions do you have? Uh, John, um, with, with Mark Andrews, with, do, do you feel he was close at any point and is the expectation for him to, to play this week? Yeah, we'll just see how he goes. Uh, we're looking forward to it. He practiced last week and uh, I'm sure he'll practice again this week. And if he's ready to play, he'll play. Coach, you've seen Mahomes four times over the past five or six years, but how hard is it still the game plan for a quarterback who can make you know, spontaneous plays and sort of, you know, with his arm and his legs? No question. I mean, you got to factor it in. The fact that he, uh, he extends plays, he buys time. He buys time to run sometimes, buys time to throw. He's uh, just a really elusive guy. You'll see him in space sometimes. He'll make guys miss and all that. So, uh, you know, it's just Patrick Mahomes. He's unique. Plays his own brand of football. Been very successful. We'll just have to study him and uh, do our best to try to keep him under wraps. Hey, Coach, how much have you been able or how much are you going to harken back on your AFC championship experience? You obviously had a, a win after a loss in New England, and uh, you talked about the Chiefs and their streak here, but how much are you able to, to go back and maybe use some of that as experience for current players today? Uh, you know, I don't think it really applies too much. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's a new time, you know, and uh, this is this game, it just, it's us, it's this team against that team at this time, and that's what we're focused on. We gotta keep it simple, just get ready to play the game. John, what's it like going up against Andy in a game of this magnitude, given your relationship with Andy? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, obviously it's, uh, it's a big deal in terms of uh, the relationship. It goes back a long, long, long way. And utmost respect for Andy, utmost uh, appreciation for what he's accomplished as a coach. Uh, we were together for 10 years, you know, the first 10 years uh, there in Philly. And... Uh, uh, you know, we were in a lot of championship games, you know, and a lot of playoff games, and it was, uh, it was, I learned so much, you know, I just learned so much as a coach and as a person. Uh, then competing against him now all these years has been uh, really challenging. I mean, Andy's a great coach, he's got a great staff. You name all the guys, Tom Melvin, Dave Tobe, all the guys that have come through there that, uh, that we knew from, from the Eagles. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a very talented group of people and have the utmost respect for them. John, um, do you remember the first time that you met with Andy and, and what are maybe some of those lessons, principles, what have you, that, that you took with you, I guess? Yeah, uh, well, I was trying to, I was hoping to be retained. Yeah, I know that. And uh, he was coming in. I was one year with Ray Rhodes. Ray Rhodes uh, brought me into the National Football League. Couldn't have been, couldn't have been, can't be more grateful. I mean, Ray Rhodes is great to be around for a year or two. And, Ray's out there listening. Just thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm 
always appreciative of what I learned from Ray. And then uh, Andy came in, and uh, I was hoping to stay, and and, uh, and uh, he gave me an opportunity to do it. And uh, I was really, I was young and just figuring things out. So that was good of him. And uh, hope, he, hope, he, hope he's glad he did, you know, <laughs> looking back on it. But one of the things, I tell this story a lot, but one of the things with Andy, uh, he had this 3 by 5 card behind his desk on his bulletin board, uh, uh, and it just said, don't judge, don't judge. And I got the nerve to ask him about it one time, and he just basically, you know, it's kind of a biblical principle, you know, and take people where they're at, assume the best, uh, you know, try to communicate with everybody on, you know, equal terms, and I, I, I've never forgot that. John, you're, you're an adopted Baltimorean at this point. I mean, what was your sense of kind of what it meant to the people in the stadium to be there for that win on Saturday, and then what it will mean to you know, host a game of this magnitude on, on Sunday. Yeah, it seemed like it meant a lot. I'll tell you, the fans, it was meaningful. Even driving out of the stadium, there's still people everywhere, lined around everywhere. And, of course, I rolled my window down, you know, and kind of, you know, yelled and yelled, go Ravens and stuff like that. It was, it was really fun. Uh, it was loud. It was, uh, it was emotional. You could just tell how much it meant. And I would, I would say that this is, uh, this is even bigger, you know, and, it's like game day, you know. I think everybody coming to the stadium, everybody watching on TV, you know, just like we tell our players, get a good night's rest, you know, get a good meal before the game, night before the game, you know, get your, get your clock set, uh, get, get, your, get your game time ready. So spiritually, mentally, physically, let's be ready to go. Let's be ready to be loud and be proud and rock that stadium. What were you up to in 1971? What was I doing in 1971? Yeah, you know where we were? We were in Iowa. My dad just took a job at the University of Iowa to coach his secondary. Yeah. That's when we lived in that little house on Tallrin Court. And uh, we didn't have a car half the time. Sometimes we had a car, sometimes we didn't. You know, so when we had a car, we got a ride to school. We didn't have a car, we were walking. You know, that's when dad would say, who's got it better than us? We'd say, everybody with a car, you know. <laughs> he said, no, you don't understand the value of walking. You know, nobody's got it better than you. <laughs> so I'm guessing you, you weren't watching the uh, AFC Championship game in Baltimore. <laughs> no, no, no. I do remember the field goal of the Super Bowl. Jim O'Brien, right? I saw that. Remember that kick? I can remember that kick. Nine years old. Absolutely. Straight ahead, right? Boom. It's a short kick, as I recall. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I was going to say, this group of guys obviously seem to keep it so loose despite the high-pressure situations. How much, can you put into words how much fun you've had being around this particular group and the chemistry surrounding them? Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. I, mean, I love being around these guys. It's, it's just every day, you know, you, you like coming to work every day. You know, you like driving in and bebopping. I'm usually here before most of them, though, so I see them coming in, most of the guys. Uh, but uh, they're, they're fun to be around. I mean, it's just they, they come in, they're full of energy, they're, they're determined, they want to they wanna prepare, they want to practice, they want to lift weights, they want to... They want to get the game plan. Uh, they like being around one another. When we go to practice, the energy's high. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of laughs, but there's also a lot of uh, a lot of determination, you know, and a lot of focus, a lot of conversation uh, around football. You know, when you're about football, it's fun to talk about football, you know, and our guys enjoy that part of it. So, yeah, it, it's been it's been fabulous. It's just a great group of guys and very determined uh, football team. John, you mentioned, do you expect Marlon Humphrey to practice this week, and how's he progressing? And to go along with that, how pleased have you been with the way Darby has stepped up? I mean, had a pass break up in the second play of the game, really set the tone. 
No doubt. I mean, Ronald Darby has played outstanding. Brandon Stevens has played outstanding. Arthur Millette has played outstanding. Uh, Rock has played outstanding. All those guys have stepped up and played very good. The coverage has been out. This has just been great. Uh, and, and with Marlon, I, I promise you, if Marlon can go, he will. If he can practice, he will. I think you'll see it as the week goes on based on how much he practices. You'll probably get a pretty good feel for it. Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure if he can be out there, you know, he'll for sure be out there. So uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful. We'll have to see what happens. John, you're going to get Dalvin Cook eight carries in the game. How much does it help your coaching staff see him in the game and a Ravens game plan moving forward? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, is, he looked good, right? I mean, I thought he looked really good out there, Dalvin did, and uh, ran hard and uh, you know showed, showed his uh, skill set off and got us those yards at the end of the game along with Justice, too, and to help us uh, you know seal it away. So uh, it's just it's one more really good player uh, whose uh, hands we can put the ball into, and, and, uh, and that's a good thing. You talked after the game very briefly about Justice Hill, and I know early in the year there were fumbling on the mesh pointing problems between him and Lamar Jackson. It hasn't happened for a long time, but in the last, say, month or so, how two months, how have you seen Justice Hill kind of develop over the season? Right. Well, I mean, you know, I, I've told him this. I just think he's a supremely talented player, but his heart's even bigger, you know. And this guy, uh, he runs so hard, and his acceleration and his burst is just is right up there at the top of the league. I mean, he, he gets the ball north. He's got really good vision, catches the ball, he pass protects, well-rounded back. I mean, I'm just, I couldn't say enough about him. I think he's been a difference maker for us. John, um, Lamar has talked a lot about, and, and you as well, about him being locked in, locked in. We've heard a lot this year. I'm just curious, like, from your perspective um, as coach, what does that mean to you? And, and is there a particular example that maybe stands out to, to what that meaning is? Yeah, I don't think it's real complicated. I mean, you come to work and you and you and you come to work ready to go to work, you know, and and uh, and get get locked in on what what your responsibilities are and what your job is, and and make sure you're prepared. And then even as a football player, on the specific thing, you know, uh, when you line up, you lock in. You lock in on your on your job, your responsibility, your eyes, your feet, your hands, uh, the communication of the whole thing. Just su supremely focused, you know, not looking left, not looking right. Looking straight ahead, looking forward, short term and really long term too. You know, you can be locked in for the long term too. Uh, specific examples to me is just every play. I mean, I think it's just every play. When you watch the guys play, you can see it. You know, and uh, uh, that's that's probably the greatest example of it. So you can pull up to me any play from this last game, and you'll see a bunch of guys who are locked in and focused. Probably the best examples I could give. John, I made up Lamar's halftime speech. Have you seen that side of him before, especially in years uh, previous? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen it plenty of times. Uh, he's uh, Lamar's determined. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like it wasn't like some crazy thing, you know. I mean, I saw the way it was described. It wasn't like that, you know. He was he was just he was locked in. He was determined, and he kind of said some things and said, "Let's go." You know, it's, this is this is not the way it needs to be played, and we're better than that. And let's go take care of business is basically what he said. So, um, I think someone said it was profanity laced or something. You know, he said what? Lamar said there was a lot of cursing. He, yeah, he, he, he said <laughs> he said he said some things I can't repeat. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't. It was. I don't think it's like you're imagining it. Honestly, I mean, I don't remember it that way. And I would have. I think I would. You know. Because he's not—he's just not that kind of guy. He doesn't really talk like that. But um, no, it was—it 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 was great. You know, it's good. It wasn't—it was—it was—it was. It was, it was uh, I don't think it's a big story. I think the way he played's a big story. 
That's kind of, I think that's an even bigger story, but Lamar's a leader. I mean, Lamar is a leader from the beginning to the end in the way he plays, what he says. Guys listen to him, uh, the way he runs the offense. I mean, he's just a, he's an A++ leader. Okay, there will be a lot of talk about Mahomes and Kelsey, and rightly so, but how difficult is Pacheco now in their run game just to kind of stop? What kind of challenges do they present on the ground? Yeah, they're running the ball really well. Uh, they'll come out with you know three or four kind of game plan runs certain ways. Uh, uh, nothing, nothing that you haven't seen before. But they, they 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 dial in on something that they try to exploit. And then number ten, Pacheco, man, guy's coming downhill. You know, he's he's hitting it that way, all out. You know, he's 225 pounds. His knees are up high. You know, he's he's just he's rolling. You know, and it's going to be a big challenge for us to deal with him because he's. He's as physical a runner as there is in the league. He's as determined as there is. And we're going to have to be a physical, determined defense to tackle him. And, uh, you know, I like our guys. I like our guys' chances. I think our guys will be up for it. And uh, we're going to have to be because uh, he's a good runner. Um, what makes Mahomes so tough to, to bring down in the pocket? He's one of the best at, like, you know, avoiding pressures that turn into sacks. And, uh, I guess related to that, how significant would it be for Kansas City if Tooney can't, can't make it? Uh, I guess he left, he left the game yesterday with a, with a pec injury. Yeah, he's just got a great pocket presence. You know, I think he sees the field and he sees, he feels the pocket. You know, he must have, you know, antenna that he just kind of senses all that. Like your car, you know, it's got all that sensors that starts beeping when guys get close. It must be that way for him because he kind of senses the pressure and he's able to just move around and get away, but keep his eyes downfield, slip out, all those kind of things. It's what he does. Everybody that watches football knows it. That's just, it's, his, it's one of his gifts, you know. So we're going to have to really study it, be good at defending it. I do like our guys' chances. Uh, we've got a lot of really good athletes, a lot of guys who play hard. So uh, we'll just try to make it as hard on him as we can. As far as who's playing for them or not, that just kind of is what it is. Second head coach in NFL history to make uh, conference championship appearances after a 10-year gap. The only other one was Dick Vermeil, and that was because he wasn't coaching for 15 years. Um, can you just talk about the challenges that you faced in you know, reconstructing a team and, and working with everybody here to get back here? No, yeah, not really thinking about that. It's like the last thing on my mind right now. Coach, I wanted to go back to your post-game presser the other day. You started it off with the scripture. And just thinking about how you've been talking throughout the season, you've referenced faith and spirituality. Here and there, we see you praying with the players. They talk openly about their faith. Why is it for you as a coach, why has it been so important to keep faith as a fabric of this team's identity? Right. Well, one thing that's important here is that, uh, and we've always been this way, is, uh, is that everybody expresses who they are and can be who they are, you know, freely and without uh, apology, you know. And, uh, we always like to be our best self. You know, we kind of encourage that of one another, and sometimes we fall short. Uh, but we're always striving for that, and we encourage each other to strive for that, you know, and uh, try, try to support each other as much as we can. I need as much support as everybody else does, you know. And so uh, we're really in a partnership here, players and coaches, uh, and, and, and scouts and everybody in the organization, you know, are, are in a partnership. And, uh, and that's, that's the basic part of it. So if faith is a part of, of who you are and part of your life, uh, then it's, it's welcomed, you know? And uh, so I don't, I don't try to hide that from my perspective of who I am. Uh, it's, it's sustained me, it's, made, it's improved me greatly over the years. It's the only thing I think that really does change your heart, in my opinion, is, is, is faith. Uh, you really can't do it yourself. 
It's impossible. It has been for me. But uh, the more I trust, the better I get. You know, the more I trust God, the better I get. So, um, you know, I'm not ashamed of that. And uh, I think our guys appreciate it. And everybody, whatever their thoughts are on it, you know, they're welcome. And, we, you know, there's always some good dialogue that way because we've got some really smart guys and stuff. But, uh, um, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the way we're formulated. Being smart guys and people expressing themselves, your defense has obviously been outstanding this year. When you think back to the to Mike's um, early years and, and you sort of tapping him, what stood out to you most in, in, about him that, that kind of gave you that belief and confidence in, in him? Yeah, Mike's a, Mike's just a I think real genuine person. You know, um, a lot of great coaches on the staff. They all kind of share this this particular trait, but. Um, you know, he was here young, you know, he's just out of college and, uh, he was very eager and very smart and very, uh, motivated and hardworking and all those kind of things. And you could just tell, you know, he had all those kind of traits. I think he's been raised the right way as you know, his parents are incredible people. And, uh, and so he just got to it, you know, worked hard at it and, and kind of game up through the system. And then with this particular defensive system, you know, he's, he's probably been blessed with the. The opportunity to grow uh, with the same system, and then the evolution of the system over the course of the last what nine, ten years, he's been he's been right in the middle of all that. So just as with a smart guy like that who works hard like that, who's in that kind of a circumstance, you know that's that's the result. I think is what you see is is uh, he's just got a really good feel for it. You know, for the, he's got a feel for the game itself, but he's also got a great feel for for applying. Uh, the principles that he's, uh, he's, 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 he's been a part of developing, actually, over the last nine or ten years. And, uh, you know, he's a hardworking guy. He's got a great staff around him. I mean, you know, it's never one person. All those guys on defense are great coaches. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a really good staff. They work well together. They collaborate. They listen to one another. Uh, they, they, uh, they're, they're, they communicate well with each other and the players. It's just a good group. John, like Brian said, the defense has been great all year. They've been great against Saturday. It seems like they continue to ace every test. How excited are you just for the challenge of them going up against this this Chiefs offense who's, you know, been so good this time of year? No doubt. I mean, that's a great point. Just just looking forward to it. You know, yes, excited for it, for the challenge of it, uh, to go in there uh, with these bunch of guys. I tell the guys all the time, man, it's going to be an honor to take the field with, with you men in this game, this opportunity to uh, to be side by side with you with you guys because I just admire them and the way they play uh, and it's true of our whole team not just our defense but you ask about the defense it's it's going to be a massive challenge but it's going to be one that we uh, um, we accept right and uh, we couldn't be more excited about John uh, obviously you go back with Steve Spagnuolo quite a few years uh, like what's what's impressed you about yeah, not surprised at all. I mean, Steve was here coaching. Was well, I was with Steve in Philly for all those years, and then he was here for a couple years coaching. So you know, you just you see, he brought stuff into this, and he, he's contributed to our system. You know, he, when he was here, and uh, <laughs> I can see that we've contributed to his system too when I watch him on tape, and uh, that's good. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be. But uh, great football coach. They have a great staff too. You know, Joe Collins over there too, and. Other great coaches, but um, very smart system, very uh, very well organized. Uh, incredibly, they play really hard. Uh, it's just it's it's a challenge to uh, to to go to to uh, to game plan against. Um, honestly, I mean I, I don't understand why I don't see Steve's name for head coach. You know, I'm trying to scratch my head on that one. 
you know, uh, he's, uh, he's very deserving of an opportunity. Hey, Coach, uh, on a lighter note, I don't know if your daughter is a Taylor Swift fan, but uh, <laughs> I know the NFL seems to be. Uh, might the Ravens might not have a skybox available for her or Jason Kelsey this week, and they might have to sit in the elements. So. How are you dealing with the sideshow of the Chiefs at all? Have you experienced that? <laughs> well, well, I'm not surprised Jerry would ask me that question. I, it's like, no, I haven't been distracted by that at all. It hasn't really crossed my mind at all. No, I can't say it has. So your daughter's not a fan? No, my daughter's in college. I mean, she's not even going to be at the game. You know, I've got some Taylor Swift songs on my phone. I do. I do. Might they be deleted this week? <laughs> no. I mean, what does that have to do with it? It's... Stating the opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time to end this press conference? <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs>